Okay, Russia, you can do a war with Ukraine, but don't let it last more than two months. Okay, fine. Don't let it last more than a year. Okay, fine. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Figured I'd grab some international news ideas from the American Prestige Podcast. So, what's going on with Russia? Germany has said they're going to phase out Russian oil by the end of 2022. Germany is the biggest buyer of oil and natural gas from Russia. You know, you probably heard about lots and lots of sanctions. Well, what's happened lately is the price of oil has gone up. And so Russia is like making so freaking much money selling oil right now. Uh, whatever, it's paying, you know, Germany and the rest of the EU is paying Russia basically to wage their war. And so I think what it's kind of like is, like, first off, you know, for the first two months of the war with Ukraine, if you haven't heard, uh, there was no talk of stopping um, the oil and natural gas sales into the EU. So basically that was like, hey, Russia, you can do a war, but don't, don't let it take more than two months. And so now Germany is like, okay, fine. It's two months in. Now, don't let it last longer than the end of this year. So what is that? You got seven more months, Russia. Get your act together and win that war. Or lose it, but do something fast. And, you know, like, Germany's... And this is, goes for the European Union, too, but just using Germany here. Like, you know, a lot of people heat their house with natural gas. So, you know, you don't want to... If you're going to do sanctions on natural gas, for instance... You don't want to do it when it's still cold. You know, wait till the summer. Then maybe you can turn off everyone's natural gas. Otherwise, you have a lot of grandmas dying. And oil is different because you can buy oil from some other place, right? Instead of whatever, you can have you can have Russia sell their oil to China, and then the oil that China would have bought, now you can sell You can buy that in the EU, right? You can just move oil around like uh, chess pieces. It's fine. But natural gas all comes on pipelines. You cannot move the natural gas stuff around. And so they haven't said anything about sanctioning natural gas but anyway so that's what's going on with russia you can't fire me i quit yeah so if russia sees them cutting you know they're like oh just give us seven months you know so we can switch all our stuff around and then we're gonna screw you over russia could do it they could do it now when it's still cold and then the the guys i'm listening to they're very anti-war uh they're super left-wing but they're also not woke Anyways, according to these guys, I don't know, they're, uh, they're history professors or something. The reason why the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor was because the United States cut off oil to Japan. And so I don't know about that, whatever. They were kind of going through a list. They're like, here's all the wars that revolved around oil. And you probably heard of a few of them. Oh, and an interesting fact about Ukraine. You probably heard about the steel mill in Mariupol, the city Mariupol where, whatever, there's these holdouts and the Russians are trying to take over the city. Well, the reason why they can live in this steel mill, so-called steel mill, for so long is because, I'm not sure when, back in the 50s or the 70s, I actually have no idea, back in the day, they built a bunch of, like, nuclear war bunkers, you know, on the same piece of land as the steel mill. And I'm not sure if it was, like, USSR, it might have been, like, for Russians in Moscow during nuclear war to get the hell out of there and go to this steel mill place in Ukraine, because back then they were buddy-buddy, and that was where you'd wait out the war. 
But in any case, that's why it's hard for the Russians to finally destroy the steel mill thing is because it's a Cold War, anti-nuclear war bunker complex with like tunnels and concrete and blah, blah. And there's been some stuff going on with how the Russia-Ukraine war relates to America. Like I think Russia was originally saying this war was to denazify uh, Ukraine. So, you know, therefore it's like the Russians versus the Nazis who live in Ukraine. But uh, now what the Russians are saying is that they're fighting the West, you know, because, for instance, America's giving weapons to the Ukrainians. And so, whatever, in the back, you know, back in Russia, what do you tell the people to keep them on board? They're like, you know, Nazi schmazi, we're actually fighting the whole West. This is going to be a much bigger deal. And then, depending on if you want them to not be able to say that, I mean, you know, maybe you, I don't, I don't know if people want them to say that or not. You know, the military-industrial complex wants to sell weapons, so they may want the war to escalate. I mean, basically, it's a, it's a pro, you know, look out for the word proxy. People are starting to call this a proxy war. You know, this is going to be like a classic Cold War proxy war, at least in my opinion. I think that's how it's going to turn out, unless Russia loses and gets out of there soon. But, you know, if the thing goes on long enough, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, that proxy war that America fought with Russia in Ukraine. But anyway, so the Secretary of Defense said something that you weren't supposed to say. And, like, Biden said some stuff you weren't supposed to say. Uh, and now the Secretary of Defense, he's like, this is a great opportunity to weaken Russia. And then the New York Times had an article. So I guess there's been 12 Russian generals have been killed in the war so far. And normally, you know, normally if you're a general, you send out the dumbasses <laughs> to go out and get killed, killed, and you stay behind, you know, you stay back where it's safe and you don't ever die. Like, you know, Vietnam, Afghanistan, not, I don't think a single U.S. general has been killed since who knows what, World War II. But anyways, these Russian generals are dropping like flies. And, and I think everyone knew this, but I guess it's now been acknowledged. That's because the United States... Uh, is telling the Ukrainians where the where the Russian generals are so they can kill them. Probably using, like, satellite imagery and uh, cell phone tracking or who knows what. Technology. Using some sort of technology. They're like, here, if you, if, you put, if you put a missile right there, you'll kill a general. And like I say, you, just, you weren't supposed to say that out loud, but they did. They said the quiet part out loud. Oh, and another thing's been going on. So, like, the west is where, you know, the west side of... Ukraine, there isn't much of a war. The Russians left Kyiv, and so now there ain't much of a war over there. But lately, there has been more of a war. And it's because, basically, as the Americans ship in, you know, missiles and whatever, and artillery, they ship it in from the west, and, you know, it's heading to the east where the, where the hot war is. And so Russia has been bombing, or missling, or whatever, I guess missling, um like roads and train tracks and, you know, like rail yards where you might store, you know, 40,000 rounds of artillery shells. I don't know. Anyways, basically, anything that you can use to move the weapons and any place you can use to store the weapons for later use, uh, Russians have been attacking stuff, and so that's all in the West. So that, that part is heated up. And so, right, you know, we won't, we won't know how, we won't know the result of this stuff till 10 years from now, 20 years from now, but whatever. Sending, a, one thing that is for sure, you know, basically, is sending a lot of weapons helping? Maybe it is. I mean, if, the, if Ukraine wins, they'd be like, yay, we sent a bunch of weapons and Ukraine won. 
But if Ukraine loses, it's going to be like, oh, what sending all those weapons did was get the west part of Ukraine shelled to shit. Also, what's up with the Middle East? Um, Erdogan of Turkey and MBS of Saudi Arabia got together and had a meeting. So the two guys that control those two countries. And I guess normally those countries don't get to don't get along too good. But one of them is the biggest Muslim country, I think, in the world. And the other one is the richest Muslim country in the world. And they're all Sunni. You know, if you remember, there's like the Sunni and the Shia. And they do not like each other. But anyways, those two countries are both Sunni. And most other countries are Sunni also, except for uh, Iran and Iraq. And so I think uh, those countries are like, we want to be the powerful people. They can see. America's like, we don't want to deal with you guys anymore. You know, we've we've found oil in... Pennsylvania why don't we just get the hell out of the Middle East and so they're getting together to try and take over you know you got a big powerful country and you got a rich country and between the two of them well we'll see you know usually money talks money is actually more powerful than power so we'll just see how that goes and it should go without saying but obviously that's oil money so how about North Korea I guess North Korea has been kind of ramping up their testing of stuff right you know they want to be a nuclear power um south korea has a new president coming in and biden i guess is going to go to south korea to meet with that new president so this is looking like a good time for north korea north korea to show that they're powerful and you know no one knows what's going on in that country exactly but it looks like maybe what they're working on right now is a tactical nuke they already have nukes they already have missiles that can shoot them I don't know about maybe America, but, you know, definitely Japan and Korea, you know, Tokyo and Seoul. But that's strategic nukes, and so apparently they're working on tactical nukes, which is little ones. Ones where you can have this army fighting that army, and you can kill the other army with the nuke. But it's a small nuke, so it doesn't kill you too. So they may be working on some tactical nuke stuff. And I've mentioned it before, but that's the, that's, there's the theory that Russia may do a little nuke, a little baby nuke to, uh, whatever tell ukraine to back off we haven't seen that yet and apparently the british virgin islands are getting tired of ruling themselves obviously a former colony of the british colonialism you know the drill it was always bad for every country that it ever happened to and if you find evidence that it helped some country you're a racist but in any case i guess their government sucks super corrupt super incompetent and they're thinking about asking Britain to take them back. And so, I don't know. I don't know if Britain would want them back or whatever. Um, I mean, it used to be good. Hey, you want an extra colony? Yeah, sure. But I don't think so much anymore. He's like, I don't want to be responsible for that. But this is the Anti-Woke Podcast, and it makes me think of Jamaica. I mean, Jamaica's not going to get the British to take them back. But uh, they've done polls asking Jamaicans whether or not Jamaica got better after they kicked the British out. And the answer is... No, it got worse. They like things better when the British ruled Jamaica. And I guarantee you, Britain does not want control of Jamaica. That would be, well, it wouldn't be as bad as trying to take over Haiti. But anyways, it would not be good. Now that I think about it, I think we should start some sort of reverse colonialism. Like Haiti can somehow take over America and say, you got to govern us now. You know, Guatemala can be like, Sorry, Spain. You can't get you can't get out of here. You got to take us over again. And heck, I guess the USA could tell Britain they got to be responsible for us. Twitter handle at anti woke podcast. And thanks for listening.